Hello everyone, my name is Lee Nichols and I'd like to welcome you all to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. Today we're looking at renewable diesel, the latest buzzword in the downstream sector. So this podcast is an article that is featured within the April issue of Hydrocarbon Processing magazine. It was written by Bill Preston, Yasmin McCall, and Dower Schnitteker of KP Engineering. Before we get into the podcast, I'd like to remind everyone that we are still accepting abstracts for IRPC operations. So this virtual global event, which will be held in late September, focuses on anything having to do with optimizing plant operations, whether it's a refinery or petrochemical plant. So to find out more information, you can visit hydrocarbonprocessing.com. Please look under the events tab at IRPC operations. We hope to see you there. So now, renewable diesel, the latest buzzword in the downstream sector. Renewable diesel, this greener, cleaner fuel, has taken our industry by storm. However, those who have operated in the refinery space over the last decade know that this will not be the last innovation to rock our world. The industry continues to adjust to meet market needs and leverage new process innovations. So what is so unique about this fuel, and why does the world need it now? So our industry is changing and evolving. Many shareholders of major oil and gas companies want to see companies investing in cleaner and greener ways to produce energy. But these projects must make economic sense. In the U.S., California's LCFS, or Low Carbon Fuel Standard, gives refiners economic credit for producing low-carbon fuels. The standard is designed to decrease the net carbon intensity of the transportation fuel pool and to provide a range of low-carbon and renewable alternatives that reduce petroleum dependency and achieve air quality benefits. California has been the most aggressive state in this regard, with the stated goal of replacing petroleum diesel with renewable diesel by 2030. California gives refineries and energy producers tax credits for producing renewable products. Other states, such as Oregon and Washington, have followed suit, and several more states are predicted to adopt a similar standard. Now, what does this mean for refineries? I mean, it's no secret that the refining industry has been heavily impacted by the shifting domestic fuels market. Demand growth for certain refined products was slow before the shutdowns associated with the COVID-19 pandemic. Smaller refineries have particularly struggled with the recent collapse in oil prices, shrinking growth and margins for gasoline and other refined products, and the discontinuation of waivers for renewable identification numbers, or RINs, credit exceptions. Now, we expect to see the approximately 1 million barrels per day of refining capacity in North America will be gone permanently. Some of this capacity will be refurbished by using hydrocarbon plants to run renewable feedstock, such as vegetable oils, animal fat, and used cooking oil, with an added bonus to open access to government credits by making renewable fuels. Now, a renewable diesel unit addition could provide just the boost needed for a refinery that has suffered in this volatile market. Many refineries are investigating spending their CapEx budgets on renewable diesel and related projects. These projects can be in the form of a grassroots renewable facility, the revamp of an existing unit, or adjusting an existing plant to co-process both petroleum and renewable fuels. But what is the market for renewable diesel? With only five renewable diesel plants now in operation in the United States, the market is primed with opportunity for RDU production. According to the U.S. Department of Energy, these five plants have a combined capacity of nearly 400 million gallons per year. Production is expected to grow in the coming years due to expansions at existing plants and the construction of new plants. 
While the United States Energy Information Administration, or USEIA, does not report renewable diesel production, the United States Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA, reports Renewable Fuel Standard RIN data, which indicates that the U.S. consumed more than 900 million gallons in 2019. Nearly all domestically produced and imported renewable diesel is used in California due to economic benefits under the Low Carbon Fuel Standard with states like Oregon, Washington, New York, and even Canada following suit. Now is the ideal time to adjust operations to follow the market need for renewable diesel. By 2025, Platts Analytics predicts that the total renewable diesel supply will reach 5 billion gallons. However, demand is expected to be less than one-third of the supply. As more renewable diesel plants come online in 2022 and beyond, this can overwhelm the demand and create a surplus of renewable fuels. Time is of the essence for the renewable projects. Now, what is the difference between renewable diesel and biodiesel? Renewable diesel is defined as diesel that meets all specifications of typical petroleum diesel, but is produced by hydro-treating non-petroleum materials such as vegetable oils, animal fats, or biomass. Renewable diesel is completely interchangeable with petroleum diesel and is completely compatible on a 100% basis in existing diesel engines. Renewable diesel is different than biodiesel. Biodiesel is produced from many of the same animal and vegetable oils as renewable diesel, but by a different process called transesterification. This process adds oxygen to these oils and when blended with petroleum diesel, improves its emissions characteristics. It has certain properties that make it inconvenient to store and limits its content in diesel fuels to 5% to 20% due to its incompatibility with existing diesel engines. Due to these disadvantages, its production in the United States has been limited. Renewable diesel produced from vegetable oil, used cooking oil, distillers corn oil or tallow are generally more chemically homogenous than petroleum diesel. Moreover, Renewable diesel has a higher cetane number than petroleum diesel. This number is a measure of how efficiently a diesel engine can generate power with that fuel. As a result, more energy is derived from less fuel, reducing emissions per unit amount of energy. In addition, renewable diesel has essentially zero sulfur and other impurities found in petroleum diesel. Renewable diesel is considered low carbon because the feedstocks used to make renewable diesel, such as distillers corn oil, tallow, and used cooking oil, are byproducts from other processes. As such, renewable diesel produced from these feedstocks has a low carbon intensity. Carbon intensity is a measure of life cycle emissions from extraction or growth, refinement, distribution, storage, and combustion, and is reported as grams of carbon dioxide equivalent per megajoule of energy. Renewable diesel made from the above product feedstocks can be in the range of 22 grams of carbon dioxide per megajoule to 25 grams of carbon dioxide per megajoule, depending on the specific product feedstock. By comparison, petroleum diesel has a carbon intensity of 102. Renewable diesel produced from soybean oil, for example, has a carbon intensity of 53 as the carbon dioxide emitted from growing soybeans must be included in the carbon intensity calculation. So what does the renewable diesel process look like? In a conventional petroleum refinery, certain crude fractions are hydrocheated to remove sulfur species so the diesel fuel will meet the specifications for ultra-low sulfur diesel. 
The diesel fuel produced by the renewable diesel process is identical to the ultra-low sulfur diesel produced in a conventional petroleum refinery. However, the process used to produce renewable diesel has some differences from the conventional refinery hydrotreating process. Renewable diesel is made from non-petroleum renewable feedstocks, such as vegetable oils and animal fats. The glycerides in these feedstocks are converted to straight-chain hydrocarbons by reactions with hydrogen over a fixed catalyst bed. This is followed by an isomerization reaction to improve the cold flow properties of the diesel fuel product. The amount of hydrogen required to produce renewable diesel from tallow, corn oil, used cooking oil, and vegetable oils is greater than the typical petroleum refinery hydrotreater. Therefore, a renewable diesel project often includes additional hydrogen capacity. This leads us to expect a boost in hydrogen production in upcoming years as more renewable diesel plants are built. What is involved in a renewable diesel project? A renewable diesel project involves more than the renewable diesel process unit. In addition to the renewable diesel unit, the overall project must consider infrastructure such as the logistics of feedstock supplies and diesel product distribution, feed pretreatment, hydrogen supply, and utilities. In the case of a refinery conversion, the existing petroleum refinery will likely have significant infrastructure available, such as rail access, truck loading and unloading, as well as existing tankage and utilities. The existing facilities may require some modifications to accommodate some of the feedstocks. For example, animal fats such as tallow will require tank heating, as tallow will solidify at ambient temperatures. An existing refinery will have existing utility systems available, such as steam, cooling water, electric power, flare, wastewater treatment, and instrument air. A project plan for a greenfield site must plan for the logistics of feedstocks and products, tankage, and the utilities required for the overall project. Renewable diesel feedstocks will likely require pretreatment before being charged to the renewable diesel unit. The various pretreatment steps will vary depending on the specific application and the planned renewable diesel unit feedstocks. As noted earlier, renewable diesel can be produced from a variety of feedstocks, like we've mentioned, vegetable oils, used cooking oil, distillers corn oil, animal fats, and so on. The specific feedstocks planned for the renewable diesel unit will determine the required pretreatment steps, which may include polyethylene removal, degumming, and bleaching to remove metals, chlorides, phosphates, and other contaminants that are deleterious to the hydroprocessing catalyst. In addition to logistics, utilities, and pretreatment, a renewable diesel unit project requires hydrogen. A renewable diesel unit generally requires more hydrogen supply than a traditional refinery hydrotreater designed to remove sulfur species from petroleum diesel. The hydrogen required will vary depending on the specific feedstock and increase over the run length of the renewable diesel unit catalyst. An existing refinery will most likely have a source of hydrogen. The hydrogen may be from an industrial gas supplier of a refinery-owned hydrogen production unit. A greenfield renewable diesel unit project will need to include a source of hydrogen. So what do we do to get started? So these basic steps can help owner-operators get started. Number one, begin with a study. Conducting a feasibility study identifies the opportunity before beginning the project. Number two, lay out the plan. Whether a unit needs to be repurposed to process a variety of renewable feedstocks or the entire refinery needs to be overhauled, engineering and technology will be the utmost importance to ensure that the project is completed safely, efficiently, and cost-effectively. 
Partnering with the right EPC company will bring relevant experience to these types of projects. And third and lastly, build into reality. If a grassroots approach is chosen or the plant needs to be revamped as a renewable diesel unit, milestones and associated costs must be managed to ensure deadlines are met at competitive prices that keep the bottom line intact. I want to thank you again for listening to the latest installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column.